Andrew, do you want to do the intro? Andrew, do the intro. Do it! Hey, everybody. It's the Mayfair Podcast. <laughs> ah. He's like Ringling Brothers. <laughs> Barlow and Bailey. Andrew's the Barlow and Bailey of Ottawa. It, South. It's an old-school Mayfair podcast today. We have Josh and Lee and Andrew here in the theater, in the cinema, recording a podcast on November 16th. We'll be chatting about the movies the week of the 17th through the 23rd, 2017. And there's a box of disaster artist books in the yes, office. There is. As predicted, as I contemplated if that was going to happen. Yeah, at the uh, bank, you said something about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I have friends who are comic artists and friends who are writers. And the problem when you go to a convention or a signing is books are really heavy. And if you have two suitcases filled with books, that costs an extra couple hundred dollars to get on the plane. And so if you can trick your publisher to just send them to the place, that's, that's I think that's, the, Tommy's always done that when he came to, he would always send this stuff ahead of time. It's almost brilliant that he did that. Greg is trying to take a note from the master. Yes. But he only sent us eight books, so get here early. Get early. <laughs> <laughs> there's only eight books in the box. I think there's more than eight people coming to see the, the I remember last time that happened, people were calling, asking where to get books. Ottawa was dry because yeah. they probably had, you know, a dozen on the shelf at a chapters and a dozen on the shelf somewhere else and and maybe even Black Squirrel had a couple, but you couldn't get them in town because if there were 50 or 60 on the shelves, they all sold out. So, yeah, if you do want to get Greg to autograph a book just in case Maybe, you know, go onto the old Amazon overnight and get one for yourself or something. Yeah, I imagine there's more books coming. Yeah, <laughs> limited, <laughs> limited edition. Eight. Uh, I'm, I, I'm drinking this Tim Hortons coffee served to me by Matt Mayfair Theater he, he, Candy Bar alum. He's cheating on us. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Served. I usually like getting Black Squirrel coffee. I yes, always do. Yeah. I cheated on them today. I got a Tim Hortons one. But just because Matt was working and I wanted to go see him and he served me. A, <laughs> it was nice. It was, he's adorable. I took a photo. I'm going to post it on our Twitter account. <laughs> I don't know how they password to our Twitter account. You don't know how. Someone asked me, do you, do you post on Twitter? I'm like, no. Yeah. And I was thinking the other day, like, I don't even have the password for that. I, I don't want it. Don't give it don't to give me, it especially right now. I post on Twitter like 90% of the time. And then anytime you see a post that's like a kitty cat or talking about TV, that's Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like... This, I'm always like, Ian, stop talking about TV and video stores. Yeah, I was thinking Josh must really hate my son's Instagram movie reviews. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always promoting other... Max is always seeing movies at other theaters. Yeah. Max should only do movies here. But he should hate more of them. He should hate them all. Oh, look. Josh, I'm wearing Star Wars socks. Oh, fancy. Darth, Darth Vader socks. I got these free with... What did I buy? Oh, Battlefront 2. Oh, free I socks. I got some free Darth Vader socks. I went to... My legs look like the Death Star. See the lights? <laughs> the only... They look really silly naked, <laughs> but with pants on, it looks good. The only time <laughs> I... They look good on you, though. <laughs> and you got a Star Wars shirt on. Oh, I, oh, I am, yes. You're going to buy a Star Wars car. <laughs> the... A Nissan. A Nissan. Oh, yeah, we're switching to Bell. My wife, Bell, came to our door, and they switched to Bell, and Bell commercials on TV right now are all Last Jedi. Oh, okay. And, Did uh, they give you something? No, I don't know why it's Last Jedi. There's nothing... No. I w so I, the only time I venture out of the Mayfair is when I get, like, a free pass because I'm a snob and I hate the multiplexes. Mm -hmm. So last night, and I knew this was not going to go great, but I went to see Justice League. Oh, you did? Yeah. And so, Whoa. So not, I, had, I had passes. I yeah. didn't go. Gwen thought she heard your laugh on the wind when I, we were in line. I was invited. I had a pass and I, f I forgot to go. I, was, I watched the Desert Hurts instead of <laughs> the lesbian drama. You were better off. Yeah. The, but oh, it sucked? It so, you know, I, we can talk about this because we're not going to show this movie, but it's... <laughs> it, it, Josh is putting his foot down. <laughs> it, like I thought, it was a bad movie with about half a dozen nice moments in it. Yeah. 
It has a very nice Danny Elfman score that you can't hear most of the time because there's explosions all the time. Mm-hmm. If any nerds out there heard about this weird thing where Henry Cavill came back to do reshoots but wouldn't shave his mustache, yeah, you can 100% tell those scenes. Like, Uncanny Valley'd his upper lip, essentially. Really? Yeah, and it's like, how was that cheaper than making a $5,000 fake mustache wig? I, I don't understand. Like, it looks weird. Like, it just, it looks... It's a, Sorry, they, they put a mustache on him? No, he was filming off? a movie. Yes. Came back for some strange contractual reason, couldn't shave the mustache. So they filmed his scenes and then digitally removed... But it looks like shit? Yes. It's like they can take Lieutenant Dan's legs off and force Scott, <laughs> <They couldn't do laughs> but they can't take off Superman's mustache? And I'm sure it's, it's one of those... It's like Burt Reynolds played Superman. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was just... But it was just... I thought it was weird because you hear about, you know, a $20,000 wig, a $50,000 wig. So it was like... Say if it was a $50,000 mustache yeah. versus what that cost to digitally remove, I don't understand. It's like, good good it's, thing Kenneth Branagh wasn't playing Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With his stupid mustache and that stupid movie. It reminds me of Batman, the movie. Yes. Joker. Who plays the Joker? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero has a mustache that he yes. didn't want to take off That's and he true, painted yeah. it white. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. But the movie, so it wasn't horrible. It was better than Man of Steel, but it wasn't a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I Is it was, open this Friday? I think so, yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it was just Opening this Friday. This Friday. I love Superman movies, but not uh, it was just, anything in the, And I just don't think recently. Henry Cavill has a soul. Like He doesn't have pants. No. Or, yeah, I yeah. wish he had that red. <laughs> yeah. I keep looking at this junk when I see him. Well, my uh, a friend of mine, a gig he had recently was drawing covers for Justice League. Mm-hmm. So he got to draw a bunch of Superman with no underwear. And he said, it's, it's a real color scheme thing where... That red broke up the costume. Yeah. And now with just the blue, it looks strange. And despite other superheroes, if you think of like Spider-Man or the Flash, they don't have that underwear thing on the outside. But something about Superman's, it looks really wrong. And it, I think it looks really yeah. wrong on the big screen. It looks like he forgot to put on yeah. his yeah. outside underwear. You can barely see Batman's logo. You can barely yeah. see the bat on his chest. There's some nice moments in it, but it just it felt like a movie done by committee. It felt like and and you can also tell a man's directing a Wonder Woman movie now oh my God. because it's all her ass. Ch- all I see is ass shots. Gwen was pissed off by that. She was like, she genuinely couldn't believe. Yeah. That Why wouldn't they get the original director? The well, oh, she, it's Zack Snyder doing Justice League, who did Man of Steel and Batman <laughs> Superman, versus Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman. One thing people notice is that it's a lot of half-naked Amazons versus Patty yeah, Jenkins I'm Amazons a- were all in armor. Yeah, I noticed that in the trailers when she mm-hmm. spins around, you can see her her skirt always comes up. It's, it's like ah, uh, I yeah. that's 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 going backwards. I hope this it's is like the last it, Zack Snyder. I hope this he's done now. I hope. It makes James Cameron's opinion right. Yeah, James Cameron went out and said that Wonder Woman's a step backwards, which. I didn't think was right in terms of the new Wonder Woman movie, which I quite liked. Yeah. But now with this new Wonder Woman image, with her skirt always coming up. But it's weird because in the next one it'll be back to Wonder Woman, so it's 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 a weird thing yeah. that that character is hopping back and forth between, between horrible and, director, good director. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I watched Monster again recently. Oh Ray yeah. Jenkins' yeah. first film, like she hasn't done a film since. Yeah, she's doing TV. Yeah, she went from Monster to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. Have you seen that one? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Charlie Theron. So yeah, Justice League was, and especially I saw it again. A rare, I saw Thor and Justice League within a short time of each other. Thor, I thought was just spectacular. I love Taika Waititi. You know, we screened What We Do in the Shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People, and Thor I thought was great on all levels and proof that you can do a good big budget movie. And you see Justice League right after that, and you're like, oh, that's not good. You know, but it makes me mad when people say, 
oh, the state of movies is horrible. Because I'm like, no, just because Justice League is bad, and to bring this back to us, look at our schedule. There's a lot of good movies out there. And just because you're not going to see... Actually, until the rest of the year, yeah. it's going to be nothing but stellar movies. Oh, it's great, the, yeah. The Florida Project's on right now, and then Wonderstruck is the week after, and uh, there's so many movies lined up for the rest of the year. It's like a half a dozen movies I can't wait to see. I've seen Florida Project three times. Wow. Uh, and Wonderstruck, I saw last Friday, with thought was stellar. I can't wait to see it again here. Maybe I'll bring my wife. She's lucky. <laughs> no, the Florida Project is... This Friday. Yeah, it starts November 17th, and it's from the director of Tangerine, mm. which was... Two Christmas ago, movie, I think. Yeah. yeah, we were and the only ones to show Tangerine, and no I, one came. Now no everyone, came. everyone's talking about it. Everyone's uh, seen it like, because of Netflix. Because of Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and I said, well, where were you when we showed the movie? I love Tangerine so much. It reminded me, it had it had the, the heart and the soul of a John Waters movie. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas movie. The actors were great. It was, oh, it was so good. Yeah, and that was shot on an iPhone. Yes. And his very next film is shot 35mm Cinemascope. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty stellar. It's pretty amazing that and, and went from all that leap. Non actors to unknown actors to Willem Dafoe starring in the movie. Right. And a bunch of non actors as well. Yeah, I think I think the best performance the mother the mother's great in it. Mm-hmm. She's a young girl and I can't tell if she's an actor or not because yeah, she's so it's good. interesting. And her tats look so genuine and I don't know. She's so good in it. I kinda think he just like pointed a camera at this angry woman and made a movie. And it's about kind of what, like... Uh, it's set outside the Magic Kingdom. Lower class housing around uh, not holiday ha- world. Around, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a... And I've been to these hotels. Outside the Magic Kingdom in Florida, there's all these run-down motels. And so outside the gates of the best place in the world is the shittiest, most run-down part of America. Right, And yeah. all these kids are just running around lawless you know, like the Wild Wild West, yeah. swearing and cursing and, and causing all kinds of trouble. And William Dafoe is trying to run a, a hotel. And it's just so fun. You know, and, and everyone I tell them about it, it's like, I heard that movie's really depressing. It's No, it's really, it, it, you know, it's got heavy moments. It's really, it's this really fun set piece. Like, I really like the setting of the movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, and many times I've been to Florida with my wife and my kids. I always said, Cheryl, I said, we don't need to spend lots of money in a hotel. We're never going to be at the hotel. We're always going to be at yeah. Disney. So why don't we stay outside of Disney? So we always went by that location. And those hotels are so familiar. And the, and the and Machine Gun America and all these places that pop up. It, you know, I can't wait to go back to Magic Kingdom again to see the setting of the, the Florida project. And it's two very different locations for him because Tangerine was the streets of Hollywood mm-hmm. and then he crossed the country and did a Florida movie. And, and, and Florida is kind of notorious of being the bad part of town except for Disney World. Even though it's shot on 35mm cinemascope, even though it's set on the other side of America, it feels like from the director of Tangerine. Like yeah. Already with two movies out there, this director's got a voice. Yes. He's got a penmanship. Andrew's got a pen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it feels nicely familiar. It feels like you're in good hands. Um, and it's always stuff like that that I point at when people are like, oh, I saw another Transformers movie. There's no good movies. And yeah. I was like, did you see Tangerine? Never yeah. heard of it. Go watch Tangerine. Like, there's good movies out there. There's good original product out there. We're going to go from Florida Project yeah. to Wonderstruck yeah. to <laughs> Lady Bird to Wonder Wheel. My God, it's going to be magnificent. New Richard Linklater movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like that trailer, but I'm going to go see the movie. Yeah, I, yeah, anything that Richard Linklater does. Yeah. And it's weird how they're not saying from the director of Boyhood or, you know, 
It's yeah, just like they didn't. Yeah, they, they're not promoting it well. I don't find that's weird. I think you'd do a better job promoting this movie. <laughs> get a free cup of coffee if you go to this movie. Something. <laughs> get a free bowl of soup. <laughs> you're, you're drinking a coffee cup, and I noticed this again last night in Justice League. Not to kick a dead horse, but I, I notice it everywhere. I want to write an open letter to everyone who has ever made a movie. When you put the empty coffee cup down on the table. And that coffee cup is supposed to be full. Yeah. We can hear that empty pop yeah. when it hits the table. Yeah. And A, why don't you just put liquid in it? Or B, fix that in post. How hard is that be to fix it? Because yeah. watching a movie last night and Lois Lane has a cup of coffee and it goes pock and then yeah. she pretends to take a drink out of it. Yeah. And that is maybe my biggest pet peeve in I don't even know what that would classify as, as as props or but like every time. I thought this is I thought watching Thor, there was a bit a little bit of Bad sound mixing. Okay, yeah. And I said to Max, it's like you can tell everyone at Lucasfilm, you know, or Disney, all, all you know, Disney gets all their films mixed, right? And the and the, and the digital by Lucasfilm, and you can tell like Matthew Wood and all those brilliant guys are working on Star yeah. Wars, <laughs> and they got like the bunch of Andrew the Points yeah, working on Thor. <laughs> so there was a bit, there was a bit with outside of the, the elevator when Thor's in the elevator and Loki's about to get in. Yeah. He's firing his machine gun down the hall and they're having a conversation. Yeah. And it's like the machine gun's really quiet and you can hear that uh-huh. really well and it's like, it's like that seems weird. So yeah, that coffee pop, it reminds me of my pet peeve is uh, anytime a, a movie is set in the cinema and you see a character carrying a film can. Oh yeah. You can tell they take the reels out of the film can so yeah. the actor can <laughs> manage with empty cans and it just bugs me. Yeah, it's like suck it up. Come on. Put, put your feet. They're heavy. <laughs> They're supposed to be very, very heavy. That's the, I mean, anybody who is a, a traditionalist and loves 35 millimeter film but man, that's the best part of not having to walk <laughs> the canisters up and down. It's like having a VHS cassette going yeah. up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned Tangerine Project. Another what? the Tangerine Project. That was tangerine like oh, I just pulled a lead of Marb. <laughs> you just demarred that one. No, that's, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the shared universe part three. It was like I mean, what an out of body experience that was. That sounds like a bad science fiction film. It's gonna be the so Tangerine. Glad it happened to somebody else. The Tangerine Project. I'm gonna cut all this out. No one must know. I made a mistake. <laughs> the Florida Project. Florida Project. Yeah, better. Another film we have upcoming uh, with Judy Dench, so it's going to be oh, she was in blockbuster. Yeah, is yeah. Victoria and Abdul, and which I'd no be- one's going to come and see. Oh, that's that's going to be. <laughs> I, if we could, if it was Bollywood style, and we could, and Judy Dench did a movie a month, we'd be rich. I don't we'd know be- how we're going to fit. There's so many good movies. I know. Well, you look and at this. I- I'm not going to have time to see all these movies this week, probably. And, I- and we should hold over everything. Yeah. But how are we going to fit in? Wonderstruck next week. Best friends, the room. We got to. We got to. I think we have to kick the Ottawa Film Society out too. Yeah. <laughs> we love them, but well, there's no room. Like, or build another theater. Like, no, maybe we show movies in the bathroom. Yeah. In the men's <laughs> stall, we're showing <laughs> Florida Project. I'll, I'll just do uh, like synopsis in the candy bar. I'll do like a one-man show. <laughs> but I, I came to see the Van Gogh movie, Loving Vincent. Mm-hmm. I think on its second last day, matinee, like a, like a four o'clock show on on Monday, I think. And it was, there must have been I know. 60 make, or 75 people make in here. Sense. It's like people think we're going out of business and doing yeah. us a favor. <laughs> don't tell anyone. The Van Gogh Project. You saw that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, Van Gogh, the Van Gogh's Tangerine. I'm sorry, I don't mean to tease you, but Van it never Gogh. happens the other way. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to run home and Loving burst open Van the door. Gogh. Cheryl, Cheryl, guess what happened? Hey, Josh is such a goof. He's such a goof. Let me paint you a picture. Just <laughs> <laughs> be, be looking at you. Blink, blink. <laughs> yeah. So... Victoria and Abdul, 
it's the second time she's played the queen, which is interesting. Mm. And I think it might be another Oscar type. Everything nowadays is a possible Oscar type thing. But she's also in the mur- mur- Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. This one is more meat on the bone. This yeah. one's more. And then I'm very excited to have this one. It's a, a long title Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Yeah, Judy Dench plays Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she spins yeah. the turn in the Wonder Woman. Her skirt's <laughs> always flying off. <laughs> And this one is, some people mistook it for a documentary, but it's a biopic. Yeah. I've read two books about this, and it's fascinating, mm-hmm. where uh, someone who wasn't a comic book writer, someone who was a psychologist and uh, helped create the lie detector machine and was writing all kinds of papers and, and books, created Wonder Woman. And the story behind it is that he lived with two women, and those were kind of the inspiration for Wonder Woman. So it's kind of this fascinating story of, especially back in the day, where anything not mom dad kids lifestyle was really shunned and he was living this life created this what became one of the most famous characters of the 20th century mm-hmm. so it's a very interesting she biography is, she, she is easily my second favorite superhero yeah. actually I only like two Superman and Wonder Woman and that's, that's it. it yeah <laughs> Maybe Ghost Rider. Not, but not anymore. Meteor Man or Swamp Thing Swamp Thing <laughs> <laughs> and Howard the Duck <laughs> yeah that's a, and especially it looks good you know on the heels of Wonder Woman finding such success and mm-hmm. being a rare DC movie nowadays that people like. Show, yeah. So we have that coming up starting Saturday. Then we have two Audible premieres. One is The Departure, which looks really good, yeah. like a heavy movie, but yeah. it's about a ex-punk rock musician, I think, mm-hmm. who becomes a Buddhist monk and helps people get through the aftermaths of attempted suicides or depression. But it looks really good. It looks very interesting. Ooh. One of those just... I wish we had more... We only have it on yeah. two nights. I wish there was more. Just there's too much. Uh, it, we it, need two screens here. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, anyway, if it does really well, we can hold it over, I guess. But yeah. it would it'd be too late to know. It's, just too, it's this time of the year. There's just too many movies to be showing. Yeah, it so does the, look good. So these things, if you want to see them, be sure to catch them while you can because it's, it's our blessing and curse is we got yeah. too much good stuff going. Yeah. Even like Loving Vincent, we might have held over another week possibly but too much good stuff so the departure starts this weekend two screenings on sunday and monday then three screenings of 7852 which is a documentary about psycho about the specifically Specifically, yes the shower sequence 78 shots 52 edits yeah i've seen this documentary it did really well in the film festival circuit it was really well praised it's it's a greatly reviewed film it's awesome especially if you like movies and especially if you like psycho yeah it's a lot of fun there's a lot of big name jamie lee curtis Guillermo del toro jj abrams i don't know he's eli roth walter murch i know is eli roth yeah Um, he's in every documentary yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's good it's a good film yeah i love Psycho. i remember seeing psycho i think i first saw it on tv Probably around like Halloween. I was at like yeah. my dad's house one weekend. It was like the midnight movie or whatever. And it's such a weird movie. It's one of those movies, like the short list of movies, Citizen Kane or Planet of the Apes and Psycho, where everybody knows the twist. Yeah. And you wish you could go into it without knowing the twist mm. because everybody kind of knows the shower scene. Everybody kind of knows the Norman Bates thing. Yeah, my favorite thing about that movie isn't the twist and it isn't the shower scene. My favorite thing is that, that Janet Lee dies halfway through the movie. That's amazing. The yeah. lead, the lead, the yeah. character you think. It's like if <clears throat> Chewbacca died halfway through yeah. the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. He did, he did that's, that. That's the exact analogy <laughs> that <you> always <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that sounds like a good podcast name. <laughs> if about Ch- Ch- Chewie dies, everything. Anyway, yeah, no, I just that's my favorite thing about that movie. And and the, and, and the and audience at the time who were used to kind of first act, second act, third yeah, act, or yeah. things, when that happened, must have been more impactful. Mind blowing, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the second half of the movie, I've read about that happened, and then people in the crowd were like, "Well, what what's going on now? What do we? What's this happened? You know." And, what was that movie we showed a little while ago about the making of Psycho? Who played Alfred Hitchcock? Oh, oh Anthony uh, Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. What yeah. was that movie? Hitchcock? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah. Was it called Hitchcock? Yeah. That sounds so so lame. Yeah, and then in that movie, the the suits from Warner Brothers. Was it yeah, Warner Brothers? Paramount. Came, Paramount on Psycho, really Psycho yeah. originally, right? Yeah, those suits, that makes sense. So the suits from Paramount came up to Hitchcock, or, and they talked to him, they walked away. And they, were, they had a new Jerry Lewis movie because Cinderella was coming out. Yeah. Like, well, at least we got Cinderella coming out. Nah. Because they thought Psycho <laughs> was going to be a big bomb. I love hearing about stuff in cinema history that was either, like, released close together mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. flops that, you know. And so I was listening to Frank Conniff and Trace, how do you pronounce his name, uh, Bello? Mm-hmm. I always get his name wrong. But they're two Mystery Science Theater alum, and they have a show called Movie Sign with the Mads, and they just talk about movies. And they were talking about Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which we have screened here. We have a print. It's amazing. And Frank said he saw it when he was a kid. And it was just like, oh, I was a kid. My parents dropped me off when we did this movie. They didn't know what to expect. To put it in context with what was at the theater at the time, the movie he saw next weekend was Mary Poppins. So those two types of films were both being, like, one Friday, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. The next Friday, Mary Poppins. So clearly a different kind of production budget and level. So... Bad movies have always existed. Like this has always happened. It's not just now that people are cranking out the uh, yeah. Sharknados and. I like putting things in context too. Like if I'm watching a film, I sometimes pause and look up the director and look what he or she did before and after. You know, I was yeah. watching Junior Bonner this week. Yeah. And I'm really familiar with Peckinpah, but I, you know, it was nice that oh yeah, he just got back from Scotland where he filmed Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs. Yeah, and it's like okay, he's tight of his. And like, Junior Bonner is not. That's not like a violent. That's like a PG right, right. movie. Right, yeah. It's, it's about the rodeo. Yeah. A movie about the rodeo. There's barely any slow motion in it. But it's just like, it's nice putting things in context because to me, it said, okay, Peckinpah still at this point when he made this movie was still an A list filmmaker. Right. Not, yeah. a, not a heroin addict. <laughs> and, and you see, like, what were the. I love looking at what was the top 20 movies of a year. Mm-hmm. And you'll look at some years and it's mind blowing what didn't make money or what mm-hmm. was a big hit. And it's kind of like, and there's some movies completely forgotten about like certain dramas or romantic comedies from the day and it was released in the same year of say like you know Planet of the Apes or Star Wars and it's like the number 10 movie mm-hmm. and it's forgotten about and yeah. it's like hard to get on Blu-ray it's not released cinematically anymore yeah, The Longest Yard I want to show my son The Longest Yard yeah. a Burt Reynolds classic Can't, there's no HD version of that The Thing John yes. Carpenter's The Thing wasn't a big hit when it was a bit of a flop when it came out, right? They make yeah. a lot of money. And so it bugs me in Stranger Things that the kid's got a Thing poster up oh, in his yeah. room. I was like, where do you get that? Because I just, that was a flop, and who was selling Thing posters, and what store could you buy a poster? I love Stranger Things, and in the first season, I thought the only the only flop I noticed, one of the kids had an Evil Dead poster. Yeah. It made sense chronologically, but I was like, there was no way no. that we could get, and it was, the problem was it was mint condition. They should have taken it, yeah. folded it into squares, wrapped it up a bit. 
Every character has a movie poster in the room. That's the biggest flaw. Like even like when, if somebody buys a Infinity Baby poster, it's going to be a little <laughs> messed up, you know. <laughs> no, no could you have that. bought? Could you have had a Star Wars poster? No. No. no oh yeah, yeah, but not theatrical. Yeah. Not like I had when I was a kid. I had a super. I had a Superman poster. Superman the movie. Yeah. But it wasn't a thea- It wasn't right. theatrical poster. It was just Christopher Reeve. I was just saying Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Reeve pointing his finger up in the air, standing in New York City. It wasn't twenty-five, seven by four. No, there was, was like smaller, eight by ten. Yeah, I, I remember Hot Tub Time Machine. Right. There's a scene like the movie set in like '86 or '87. Yeah. But th- there's like a Rambo three poster up in some guy's room, and I'm like, that didn't come out. To, I hate when yeah. I hate when I see movies like that yeah. and they get it totally wrong. It's like my that movie s- came out three years later. What did my son just watch? My son just watched a movie, Stranger Things, season okay. one. Yeah. And you know where Eleven is making the Millennium Falcon float. Right. They find a Millennium Falcon, 1984, it's set in, and Max says, that's not the Kenner one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they look at the, he noticed the back of the Falcon wasn't a sticker, it's supposed to be a sticker. Like, we have it. Right. And it's just a sticker of the engine. This was like a plastic back for the, and, and my son even was like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't work at all. Back in the day, that bothered me about that 70s show. The main character had Spider-Man bed sheets, but they were modern, like 90s Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. Spider-Man bed sheets. And he had Star Wars toys, but they weren't the old Star Wars yes. toys. So it was just lazy. Yeah. It was just they were like, go to the store. Well, they and think. Uh, I guess the no other department's like, or they don't yeah, care. No, no one yeah. will notice. Have or you care. seen The Last Jedi bed sheets? Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. I don't have them yet. My wife probably won't sleep in <laughs> But I really want well, They're so nice. I dare you to just buy them. <laughs> Put them on the Put bed. them on. Oh, my God. I should. You just wait to see what happens. They're really Light cool. some candles. <laughs> Be like, I got you a special birthday present. <laughs> it's in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> she's not gonna want to sleep with me and like Ray on the red and some porgs. <laughs> anyway, we can talk uh, about other things. <laughs> the last movie to mention this week is Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is back already, which is crazy because it just seems yeah, like barely we, we just survived the last yeah. round. They want to promote their Christmas thing too. Yeah. And I like the idea. You know, it's cool to do it every month. And now we used to not do in November. Right. Not because they didn't want to do it, because, you know, whoever was cleaning up the cinema a few years ago hated the fact they had to clean up more. But, you know, these kids, are, they're just, you know, they're diehards. Well, Sam and the gang were on. I did a podcast with them recently. Last time? I forget. They were talking about how it's, it's mind-blowing, but we're like the third biggest Rocky Horror Second. Second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy talk. I sent the check. And the biggest to in Canada, right? 20, yeah, I sent the check to 20th Century Fox this week and they couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, how many times did you show it? How big is your theater? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get into the Guinness. What about a car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into the Guinness Book of Records for Rocky Horror and for The Room. Because I think we actually have a legit thing to be like. Yes. Like consecutive. Yeah. Because, like, for Rocky we should, Horror. We should call Guinness. Yeah, I, I looked at their website. It's just one of those things that it, it's, it looks like a lot of work. Like, it's not just like, hello, I've got Guinness. other things. Yeah, I gotta, I, you should see how many pennies I could put oh, on my yeah. elbow and catch. <laughs> I beat the Fonz. I remember the Fonz said 50. I got 52 ones. What? When I was a kid. So I'll kind of go and they'll say, the movie theater that has the world record for the room, does yeah. really well with Rocky Horror, and one of the owners can do that penny trick. <laughs> yes. 52 pennies off Send your best person <laughs> to come and investigate. Yeah, and this Rocky Horror is their pick a name out of the hat show, where all the actors right before the show pick a name, oh. so you could have a female Rocky. Or, so everybody plays different roles. So it's kind oh. of more improv and more. Is that something they invented? Um, I don't know, maybe. But they do. They say it's always lots of fun, and the crowd likes it. You know, I'd like to do 
Beyond the Valley of the Dolls once a, once a month and have those guys somehow oh, man. rig because that movie should be just like Rocky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm curious again, and Biggest I just show. I watched the trailer because it is a musical, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's damn good. It's, it's the film aesthetics of Apocalypse Now, but with lots of boobies and dancing. Yeah, and it's awesome. Not at rock and roll. I've never seen it, but we chatted about it a bit, and I tagged the trailer on to last week's podcast for shock treatment. Yes. I don't even know if that is available. I'm we curious. We shot it. We shot, we... it. we shot it for that. And they to... Okay, but we yeah. haven't shown it for a crowd, right? No, we. Yeah, there oh, was one. We... Yeah, I remember they showed it once when I was a kid here on Thirty Five. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. Sh- we we brought it in one, years ago for right. them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crowd. Yeah, it was open to the public, but it's just, it's unwatchable. It's weird. It's, it's like they f that up. Because I'm wondering, like in a in a shadow cast kind of thing, could something be built around that? Because the music sounded okay from the trailer I heard. But it's weird. It's like Rocky Horror in the Room. Like, that's it. Yeah. Those are the two movies in the last 40 years that have garnered this. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, there's other movies. There's a lot of other cult movies and a lot of other fan favorite movies, but none that. But Rocky Horror doesn't have a Nissan commercial. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I had something to do with Star Yeah. Well, I remember we screened, and it was just that we, it was like the right time, but we screened the first Sharknado. Yeah, pack the place. It was a super fun night. It got yeah. a standing ovation. People were great, had a good time. Then we showed it again like a month later, and mm-hmm. like 40 people showed up, and it was done. You know, it was like, oh, no, there's that small window. Did you see part five yet? No. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty consistent series. And like actually. Neil Breen's stuff. Neil Breen's great. I love Neil I Breen's put stuff. My, I gave money. I, I, I've never done it before, but it's a Kickstarter campaign. I gave money to it. His new movie? Yeah. I forget what it's called. I mean, he must be almost done shooting. Yeah. yeah. Has it been like three movies since we've screened Twisted I think it's called yeah no we've done two new ones of his right Faithful, Faithful Findings, Findings and Double not, not Double Down we didn't show that no, one no that was before he shot, he, that's the one he shot on film yeah man my god that would be a good one yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he just puts his movies away too like he can't buy his movies they're all on YouTube but people have leaked them and stuff Neil Breen like, like Tommy Zone only made the one film and Neil Breen keeps making these things that's always the thing I'm fascinated with Tommy is that he's done a couple other things here and there, but The Room is 2003. Yeah. Best Friends is the kind of the well, biggest thing he's done. I was thinking, yeah, like this season and into next season would be the biggest time in Tommy's life in terms of celebrity. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then it's going to peter down a little bit as the years go by. And what he needs to do is make another film. I really love to him to do Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah, because yeah. he keeps every time he comes to Ottawa, he takes up talks about this vampire movie, and he wants to shoot it in Ottawa, right, at the museum across, in Hall across from the Parliament buildings. And I would really, I think he should do a straight horror movie like that. Yeah, where he plays, he could play Bram Stoker. Oh, that'd be great. Or he yeah. could play Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. yeah, and Greg could play uh, the woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the characters' names right now. Yeah, because uh, you'll get anybody else like Neil Breen or Ed Wood or any of these guys, and they, they did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's really been being the one-man show of being the room. For... He's got magic in a bottle, but it's only one bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So yeah, tickets on sale right now for that if you're listening to this. And we're doing all right with ticket sales, huh? Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's like... They haven't been on, they've only been on sale for a few days. Yeah. But, like we were yeah. scared about Nosferatu because we sold like... 20 advanced tickets and then both those shows did mm. crazy well so yeah but there's I, so many people that email me they're coming yeah. from out of town yeah 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 they, you know, so they can sleep at night they can come by an advanced yeah ticket. yeah somebody asked me people. after like one day he was like are they gone yet and i was like no we haven't sold one yet Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it for this week if you're listening right away like i said come in and grab some advanced tickets for the big greg extravaganza check us out on all the social medias facebook instagram twitter 
go visit our friends across the street at House of Targ. They're presenting The Last Starfighter on November 26th. Go visit them before or after you watch that and have some pierogies. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again here soon at the Mayfair. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Recently, 20th Century Fox had two great ideas. To make a film called Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and to get Russ Meyer to write, produce, and direct it. This is Russ Meyer, 240 pounds of creative energy. For years, he's been making very moving pictures for very little money. Yet there was something about his films, like The Moral Mr. Tease and Vixen, that sparked the public's imagination. That something was Meyer's infallible eye for picking beautiful women. This time, they've really gone beyond the Valley of the Dolls, with Russ Meyer supplying a dazzling selection of traveling companions and brand new stars. Dolly Reed as Kelly, the singer. Cynthia Myers as Casey, the swinger. Marsha McBroom as Pet, the soul sister. Edie Williams as Ashley, the superstar. Erica Gavin as Roxanne, the sensualist. And Phyllis Davis as Susan, the insider. A sweet talking old cook candy man. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls has all the elements drama, love, mystery, music. But the most important element is the guy who put it all together, Russ Meyer. This is not a sequel, there has never been anything like it.